1: Hello and welcome to Extra Time, a web-only podcast brought to you by RNZ Sport, I'm Matt Chatterton. Well, there is plenty on the show this week. We've got Super Rugby Playoffs, Sailing and even a bit of Volleyball, but kicking it all off is Sevens. The New Zealand men's and women's teams went back-to-back at the Sevens World Cup in San Francisco this week. It's the first time that's ever happened, and adds to both teams' gold medals from the Commonwealth Games earlier this year. Tianiwa Huru-Hanganui with this report.
2: Baker to Curry, good take. Baker swings around. That's a nice charge from Malia. siona Maria Mitchell, Go-
3: It was a dream start for the New Zealand Men's Sevens team, with Sione Molia finding the try line in the first minute of the game and scoring another shortly after. The dominance of the unbeaten Kiwi side never really seemed in doubt, leading by seven points at half-time and prevailing in the second to win the tournament for the third time. And it's
1: on the
2: this is it!
3: Among the thousands around the country watching the game was an ecstatic New Plymouth courier Tom Neal, who had timed his lunch break so he could tune in live. Uh, that was a
4: really good one. That's, uh, that's classic Kiwi rugby. And, uh, both men and women back
1: to back. That's, that's just something really special for New Zealand. You know, absolutely fantastic.
3: And in Wellington, local supporter Paul Morris was just as stoked with the win.
1: Oh,
0: just buzzing out. That was an awesome game. It was a close game. England, the team could have won it, but New Zealand took the
3: opportunity to at the end there.
2: Primo. Oh, oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> out on the wing, a formidable Aquila Rokolisoa secured a vital try late in the second half. But he wasn't the only player to impress Wellington painter Richie King. They all stood out,
2: they were all Primo
4: players. Couldn't really single out one player. I think they all worked as a team and cracked it.
3: Mr King decided to take the whole day off work to watch the match.
4: Got the day off for it, eh? Just wanted to watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big fan of these boys and what they do. Representing the country like that and getting the win for us to bring it home.
3: The team celebrated the victory off the back of an exciting women's final the day before. The Black Ferns crushing France 29-0. Denise Bone from Christchurch was proud to see both teams come out on top.
2: I'm just so proud of our country, and I'm so so pleased that the women are doing so well. Yeah, go go girls go! They should be equal paid with the boys.
3: It's the second time in a row England has been unable to beat New Zealand in a Sevens World Cup final. The Kiwi side are the first men's team to win the tournament back to back.
2: (laughs) No doubt about that. (laughs)
1: That was Te Aniwa Nui. Meanwhile, New Zealand Rugby has introduced a programme which it hopes will identify future seven stars. The national body will scout out 48 male and 48 female athletes, with or without rugby experience, to take part in a four-day camp and tournament in November, with the best getting to train with the national sides. The head of high performance Mike Anthony says they need a bigger pool of players to keep the pressure on the incumbents and last weekend's World Cup results will certainly increase the interest. He doesn't think their search for talent will be seen as rugby stealing athletes from other codes though.
5: I don't see it as poaching, it's providing an opportunity and and if athletes want to have a go at that then fantastic. We want to and hopefully through the events of the last few days we're inspiring people to have a passion for rugby Uh, so it's as I say, it's an opportunity for them to to come and have a go we're certainly not shoulder tapping uh, individuals from outside other sports you know they're going to apply online and we're going to have players who are on you know been identified by our network within our game already uh, and we see what sort of mix we get out of that.
4: Is there an issue that perhaps New Zealand rugby players still prefer 15s or playing for the All Blacks therefore you're having to cast your net a bit wider?
5: I look, in the past, that's definitely the case. Everyone's aspiration, I suppose, as a rugby player, is either to be a black fern or, or to be an all-black. So uh, with Sevens now and the success we've had, it's an opportunity to, I suppose, grow our Sevens game and continually improve, attract numbers who and players who may not fit the 15s profile.
4: Obviously, it wasn't too much of an issue in San Francisco, but I mean, Titchens used to always say we were lacking pace in Sevens players as, you know, you trying to tap into track and field athletes, that sort of thing, that you see a, an, an area that needs help?
5: I oh, look, speed is a critical component of the game. We've seen that. I, I certainly think, in, if you have a look at our women, uh, they're definitely blessed with pace. Uh, the men's programme, that's something that Clark's always looking for. I think we've got some athletes who maybe weren't at tournament this time around who, who do have pace. Uh, but, yeah, it's certainly something that uh, if we can get somebody who can convert across... Who's, who has that genuine pace, like a Perry Baker, there may be an opportunity.
4: Does this suggest, with this program, that trying to get All Blacks to come and play sevens is no longer the focus? You know, just looking to what happened ahead of Rio.
5: Oh no, look, we, we, we've got a, a strategy around uh, looking forward to Tokyo, uh, and we'll be working with clubs and the All Blacks and so on, and, and we want to have our best team out for Tokyo, uh, and if that. include some All Blacks, that's something that we'll be working through in the background with our Sevens coaches and with our our Fifteens team. So we're working away on who are the best players, when there's the opportunity if we are bringing in Fifteens to integrate them into the programme. Certainly not just a a drop-in, but uh, how do we get the best out of them if they are going to come across to a Sevens game and add value not only on the field but off the field as well in terms of culture, which we know is very strong within both our Sevens teams.
1: That was Mike Anthony talking to Barry Guy. The Crusaders will have history and form on their side when they host the Hurricanes in Christchurch on Saturday night in the Super Rugby semi-finals. If they can get past the only other New Zealand team still in contention, just one more win will separate the defending champions from a staggering ninth championship. Here's Claire Wilson.
2: Five taken quickly by the Crusaders and off goes oh, Shut the gate.
0: They're again. The Crusaders may not have been at their best when they scored an emphatic 40-10 win over the Sharks in last weekend's Super Rugby quarterfinals. But it was still their thirteenth straight win of the season. So it's no surprise their favourites to keep that role going against a Hurricanes team who have been up and down in recent weeks. The Wellington-based side had lost four of their previous five matches heading into their 32-31 quarter-final victory over the Chiefs. But Crusaders coach Scott Robertson says there's no way they'll be taking the visitors lightly. We expect a lot. They're world-class players and they can turn up on the night. Sometimes those forms and the mixed chat, that makes me more nervous because you realise that the ability as world-class players to perform under pressure and create is what they do. That's why they're good Full respect in our preparation, and we expect everything. The game includes plenty of key matchups, none more so than in the midfield, where four All Blacks are squaring off. The Crusaders have Ryan Crotty and Jack Goodhue, while the Hurricanes have Geordie Barrett and Nani Lamapi. At training earlier in the week, Lamapi told reporters the battle in the midfield will be pivotal.
2: They're real class players, and we've got a big challenge ahead. And you know, they'll play really well this year. And play rugby, you want to go against the best. And I'm looking out there to go perform well for my team and not really getting into the individual battles.
0: Crusaders' linchpin Crotty, meanwhile, says the whole of the Hurricanes' backline is a threat, but is particularly aware of what Lamarpy can do. Yes, he's a pretty tough man to tackle, as most teams and midfielders have found out playing against him. So any challenge uh, you come up against, you rise to it and really embrace it. I guess not only is that a challenge in the midfield, but they've got game breakers across the field. They've got Scuds with his feet, they've got Jules, who's not the smallest winner going around. So we'll have to be right on our game. As well as star players like Crotty, and an all-all-black forward pack, home advantage could prove pivotal for the defending champs. Hurricanes coach Chris Boyd agrees the location of the match is a factor, but he says his team aren't planning on letting that get in their way. They've never lost a playoff game down there ever, so I think that'll be a significant factor at the TAB. So look, at the end of the day, we're not going to go down there to make up the numbers, we're going to go down there to try and win, but it's not going to be an easy task. If Boyd's team can pull off an upset, they will head to Johannesburg to face the Lions or to Sydney to face the Waratahs in the final. But if the form book rings true, it will be the Crusaders hosting as they shoot for yet more
1: Super Rugby glory. That was Clay Wilson. New Zealand sailors Peter Burling and Blair Chouk have confirmed they'll attempt to defend their 49er title at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. They also announced they'll be part of Team New Zealand's defence of the America's Cup in 2021. They've been nigh on unstoppable since 2012, Winning four consecutive world titles in the 49er class, Olympic gold and of course the old mug. This year they competed in the Volvo Ocean Race on different boats. Both were pipped at the line for the title. Following that the duo spent some downtime contemplating their future. They agreed they want to jump back in the smaller 49er skiffs for a chance at claiming a second Olympic gold medal. As well as juggle their 10 New Zealand responsibilities, that leaves them just a year to qualify for the Olympics under the New Zealand selection process. Chuke told me it's going to be a hard slog.
4: Yeah, there's that qualification ahead of us, and um, you know just making sure we're in the best shape we can be. So there's plenty of hard work in front of us before you know even getting to the Olympics. So that's what we're looking forward to getting stuck into. Really, it's been a while now since you know we've even sailed the 49er since Rio, pretty much. So. Uh, you know, looking forward to getting back into it, and um, you know, at the same time we've we'll got a, uh, a lot of commitment down at Team New Zealand, New Zealand as well, which we um, got to get stuck into.
1: How many events will you have to commit to with the 49er over the next sort of, I guess, 12-month period? Are you are you going to have to sort of primarily shift your focus from America's Cup and the bigger boats to 49er, or will it be a case of juggling? Like, what's what's sort of the breakdown of the next sort of 12 months?
4: No, we'll we'll definitely be doing uh, both. Uh, at the same time, there's obviously key events in the 49er that we we have to compete in. Uh, obviously, we have to qualify for the Olympics, so uh, there'll be events that we have to do for that, and there'll be other events that we do uh, as part of the build-up. But uh, you know, also on top of that, is, is all the stuff that you you do behind the scenes. Uh, you know, the boat work, the the preparation in that area, on the equipment front, um, the testing of equipment, and uh, and then all the training. So. You can't cheat that sort of stuff and that's um you know what we really want to make sure we had the time to do all, all the the hard yards um you know outside of the events as well
2: it
1: sounds like you're going to be pretty busy over the next I, I guess now probably the next 4 years really or 3 or 4 years in the lead up to all this uh is there any risk at all of you know one event being sacrificed over the other or, or is it just an even playing field between both events
4: no, that's why we've taken uh, a good amount of time to decide and, and lay out the plans over the next couple of years. I think you know there is always that risk that you try and do too many things and uh, you do none of them well. So uh, you know I think we're pretty fortunate that we've had the experience to to run dual campaigns before. And you know obviously the landscape's slightly different this time with it being a shorter build-up to the Olympics and also our roles at Team New Zealand different and you know different stages in our career. But um, you know we're confident that we can, can put in the amount of time and um, effort needed to do well at, in both campaigns.
1: That was New Zealand sailor Blair Chook. And finally, international volleyball coach Hugh McCutcheon has become the first New Zealander to be inducted into the International Volleyball Hall of Fame. He took his coaching career from Shirley Boys High School in Christchurch to the American college system and on to be head coach for the US men's and women's teams, becoming one of the country's most successful international coaches. He's also one of only two coaches of any code in history to win Olympic medals in both men's and women's divisions. He spoke to Morning Report about his latest achievement.
2: So much of the, the coaching uh, journey, I guess, is, uh, is about the the stuff that happens along the way, you know, and, and um, if you're lucky enough to end up with some hardware at the end of it, then that, that seems to be good, but um, yeah, I mean, they were great achievements, but I really hold those teams very close, um, you know, the, the things we went through through the four years to get to the end, more than the end.
4: And do you have any coaching secrets? You know, what is it that you think has made you so successful? <laughs> Share it, tell yeah, everybody.
2: There's, <laughs> there's too much magic, uh, sorry to crush the heart of every Harry Potter fan out there but no, there, there doesn't seem to be any magic it's just, um, you know, it takes a lot of work and, and consistency I think is a really big element to it um, I, I think just uh, making sure that the space between what you say and what you do is really small and, and um, understanding that as a coach you're a service provider, really you're just there to try to help your athletes to, to first and foremost to develop a skill set that is going to be repeatable and, and reliable and, and then second of all um, to help them manage the moment of competition. So, you know, more, more than a coach, I think I'm a teacher.
4: Do you think New Zealand is not, you know, huge with volleyball? Is there any chance of, of making this a significant sport here? Uh,
2: probably not. I mean, the, the reality is that it's it's highly participated in high schools and, uh, and there is a club system. But, um, you know, with the, the smaller population, uh, there just doesn't seem to be any traction for... You know, making any impact, at least indoor volleyball-wise, on the international scene. I think there have been teams that have been really successful in the beach uh, arena, and I think that's probably the area where uh, any continued or repeated success would most likely occur.
1: That was volleyball coach Hugh McCutcheon talking to Morning Report's Philippa Tolley. That is extra time for this week. If you want to catch up on any of the stories featured in this podcast, you can find them on our website, or if you want to get in touch about a story, email us at sport at radionz.co.nz. I'm Matt Chedderton. Bye for now.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership.